Welcome to The Mountain Gardener with your host, Ken Lane. Gardening can be challenging, but with Ken's tips, tricks, and local advice, you'll reap huge rewards. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane. And welcome to this week's edition of The Mountain Gardener, your host, Ken Lane, talking about the landscapes of northern Arizona. And it's an interesting season. This is warmer than I remember any winter being. It should be chillier than that. And and no no moisture whatsoever. Very awkward. I've had a maybe a quarter inch in my yard. I know some of you folks in Chino Valley got got a real downpour, what was that, last week or something. But really spotty. A lot of us have very little moisture showing up. So your plants are dependent on you through winter. This is unique to Arizona, especially this, let's call it 4,000 to 6,000 foot level, uh, where we're chilly during the night, but not very chilly during the day. It's nice, which is why we live in Sedona. It's why we live in Cottonwood, Camp Verde, Spring Valley, Prescott, Prescott Valley, Chino, Paulden, Skull Valley. I mean, you know where you are. Kingman, Payson, you all know it's just beautiful. That's why we live here. How you folks live in Flagstaff? It's just so cold. Actually, I like going up there to ski. I can't wait till some more snow hits up there. And no, artificial snow is not the same as God-given snow just coming down. That's one beautiful thing about owning a retail garden center. In the winter, it's slower. You give the keys to the staff. And there's there's a nice snowstorm on Tuesday. You run up and go skiing on Wednesday. It's awesome. Uh, anyway, I digress. Your plants are more dependent on you. You can't just close up the garden shed and say, I'm done. Now, there's not as many things to do or, or the, the pressure is off, but there's still some things you should really keep doing. I thought I would go over some of those lists. What should you focus on? And I thought I'd start with houseplants. Start inside and then go outside on some key things that you should be watching uh, for in your own gardens uh, through through really through January, February, the spring season is going to take off. I mean, your crocus are starting to bloom, daffodils are blooming, your first flowering quince, forsythia show up, your camellias are in full bloom at that point. So it kind of starts. Yes, we'll get some weather. Yes, there'll be a snow. It'll still be frosty, but some plants they love that. Some plants love bright days and cold nights. And so they thrive. That's when your lilacs bloom. That's when that spring starts taking off by March. It's full spring. We're talking fruit trees are blooming. Crab apples are going. It's just, you can tell it's spring and you want to be outdoors. Uh, but it usually kicks in sometime in February. It kind of depends on the weather. Sort of depends on your altitude. When you folks in Jerome and Wilhoit, your you're east and west facing hills, you take off earlier because you just have that warmth of that sun at the beginning or end of the day. And so it just goes a week or two before the rest of us. Just down the hill from Jerome, next to the river, it gets colder. You can feel that cold air. And so it's, it delays things a little bit. So it just depends on your north, south, east, west facing hills. And then your altitude can, can vary. Uh, you folks at the top of the hill, you actually stay warmer than the folks at the bottom of the hill. Again, warm air rises, cold air sinks, and so you'll go by these dry washes and you can just feel the chill. If you walk your neighborhood, you'll just, you can feel it, change that temperature change. 
So those are called microclimates, and that affects some of your gardens. And so, but generally speaking, these are the tips that all of us should be looking at in the North Country, you know, God's country of Arizona. Starting with houseplants, one thing I'm noticing, gar um, gardeners are coming into the garden center. This is Prescott, so I'd assume Payson, Flagstaff, we're all kingdom, they're all the same. There's some little black gnats showing up, and they're kind of bothering you. So if you've got that, it's serious. It can kill your houseplants. Don't let it go. And it's something that you don't see. So these are called fungus gnats. And what they do, it's the maggot. It's a little tiny fly. It lives in the soil, in the roots, and it eats the roots of your houseplants. The adults come up and fly the little gnat stage, and they bother you. And you can't, they, they're attracted to the light of the iPad, to your screens, TVs, to the windowsills. You'll just see them laying there dead. They only live for a day or two in their adult stage. Their entire life cycle is in the roots. And they're eating your plants. You don't even see them except for the symptom of, I've got black gnats. If you see that, systemic granules. This is a, something you sprinkle on the soil, water it in. It goes to the soil and eliminates the maggot form, that little white worm stage. Uh, it just takes them out. And so that's the only thing I know that really works effectively. One shot, you're done. Probably you only have to do it once, and the plant will actually get rid of it. Also, it's a systemic, so it'll take care of some of your you know, woolly aphids, some of the uh, things that eat house plants as well uh, later in the season. But right now, really watch for black gnats. Kill them with systemic granules. Check your houseplants. Make sure they have enough light right now. The days are so short. I mean, this is our shortest week right now. The 24th or 5th, whenever the winter solstice is, is our shortest day. And then it will start getting longer. Some plants will start to stretch on you. So you might have to actually move some houseplants around. I have been fertilizing my Christmas cactus. Actually a great, any kind of cacti succulent thing would appreciate uh, a food. I've been using root and grow. It's a, it's a composted tea I make, uh, but it's really great. It's a super houseplant food. Uh, composted, compost tea is great for all plants. It's mainly made for transplant shock, but I find the houseplants from poinsettias to Christmas cactus to dracaenas, pothos, all those things seem to really like it. I've been fertilizing those. Cyclamen. You've seen a lot of cyclamen be, being sold as houseplants. They're really an outdoor plant, but they're so pretty. they got a flower on them that looks like a butterfly floats around. Those plants won't bloom very long if they stay too hot. Put them in the colder sections of your house. Put them next to the window. They'll love that cold. They like the chill. So watch that one. On the opposite, poinsettias. They don't like to be cold at all. This is a hardcore tropical plant. It wants to be, if you're walking around the house in your skivvies and you're warm, your poinsettias will be happy. If you got a bathrobe on and you're like doubling down and it's chilly, roasting your bum by the fire, your, your poinsettias aren't going to like that kind of chill. They're tropical plants, so make sure they're warm enough. Don't put them by the front door. Put them further into the house where they can stay a little bit warmer. And then lastly, about houseplants, if, if Christmas cactus have not bloomed by now, um, 
probably there's either one or two reasons. It's staying too warm. Again, this is a plant that likes to be chilled. It likes to be cool at night. That's what triggers it to bloom. Or it's in a room with artificial light. The light switch is coming on too much. And so Christmas cactus need uninterrupted darkness to trigger that bloom cycle to them. So that's one thing to kind of, that's two reasons that, that, that might, might not be blooming. Food could be another one. And that's it for houseplants. Let's move to lawns. Not, not everyone has a lawn. I'm talking about grass lawns, not artificial, actual lawns. If you've got those, and there's quite a few, I would lower the lawn blade down to about one and a half, two inches, whatever that lowest mower setting is. And, and don't scalp it, but just go lower so more light can get into more of the blades. So you want to expose more of the blades to, to light. And so it's lowering down that... Uh, that blade. In the summer, we're raising it up so the grass shades itself so it doesn't dry out as much. That's something to watch. Don't let leaves settle on the lawn. It'll start to rot the, the, the blades underneath it. And never walk on grass while, while there's a frost. The blades will freeze and when you walk on it. It'll actually break the blade. And so kind of watch that one. Be careful. Let it thaw out first. Then go walking across the grass, or you can damage it. And then lastly, I'd probably fertilize it. I'd fertilize it with all-purpose food, a 744 all-purpose. Um, right now, it'll keep it green. It'll keep it looking good. Eventually, it's going to go yellow on you in January or so, but, but you can get an extra little, little bit of time by giving it that all-purpose food, which makes it more acidic. Uh, just kind of keeps things green. I would do that also. For my evergreens, anything evergreen in the yard from pines to spruce to firs, fertilize them at the new year with all-purpose food and will keep them greener through, through these short winter days. Be right back. You've been listening to The Mountain Gardener with Ken Lane, owner of Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Join him every week for timely garden advice right for the gardens. Visit Ken where he can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Okay, maybe after the same white elephant exchange, it's time to start a new holiday tradition. A living Christmas tree from Waters Garden Center can be decorated and enjoyed for a lifetime, not just a season. When the holiday festivities end, gather family and friends and plant your tree together for years of enjoyment. Or Waters will plant it for you, guaranteed. As your family tree grows, have a tree grow with your family from Waters Garden Center in Prescott. You've been listening to Ken Lane, the Mountain Gardener. Green thumbs learned while working in the Family Garden Center. Now welcome back to the Mountain Gardener. And we are back with Lisa Waters Lane. She comes each week with your garden questions. Just what are your neighbors talking about? And I think we can learn just from each other. Gardening is very social, so we do tend to to catch each other or follow up with with uh, how do you deal with this bug or what's your favorite flower or what really grows in the sun so there's some value in that so welcome to the studio lisa well thank you good to be back back from <laughs> i was in el paso yeah for the past week eight eight days something uh, too long in my world because i didn't <laughs> get to go with you and i missed my favorite gal went over to help our son and daughter-in-law and their kids they just got crazy stuff going on right now new jobs and all this and that so I went over just to 
help him transition that. I don't know. It was fun. <laughs> you, you look a little frazzled, but uh, you, when you're when you're raising kids, when yeah. we were parents, we're mm-hmm. still parents, but when we were young parents raising young kids, you just get in this whirlwind and you forget. You just don't yeah. know that you're living this chaotic, crazy, and you're young, so you've got more energy. More energy, yeah. <laughs> now I get tired. <laughs> we're playing with the grandkids. I'm going, uh, I need a nap now, or yeah. I need some alone time. <laughs> Oh, yeah, y'all need some quiet time. Yeah. But no, it's good. I mean, it's it's a challenge right now. They're you know, kids are not in school. Well, they're right. in school, but it's virtual. Right. Um, so that's a whole struggle right there. And then they have a two year old little girl. So you know, you got two kids trying to do online learning, virtual learning. Then a two year old that's always dancing around the house yeah. doing stuff. So I don't know how families yeah. do it. Great, deep respect for oh, families yeah. right now with Definitely. kids. Definitely. Just uh, anyone that's virtually I mean, working mm-hmm. online or schooling online, uh, it's just different. I'm tired of Zooming. Right. <laughs> I just I do a two or three Zoom calls a, yeah. you know, a week, mm-hmm. and and it, it's just difficult. It's not the same as in person. Right. You can't pick right. up on the body language. Mm-hmm. I did hear, uh, this is the new stats coming out from the Retail Federation. They're going, it's a fascinating thing that... Uh, there's a 30% increase in high-end watches. So $5,000 or more, uh, there's 30% increase in people buying high-end watches. Really? Not, I'm not talking I, iPhone yeah. watches things. I'm talking like Rolex, that kind of stuff. And then the average size of diamond studs is gone up to <laughs> one and a quarter carats. It's a 40% increase and. In, and it's all about Zoom, looking good on Zoom. <laughs> it's all about looking good online. So people are treating themselves, you know, yeah. I deserve this, sure. and, and looking good. Mm-hmm. So just some fascinating wow. factoids. I would have never even thought did, that would be an issue. Isn't yeah. that funny? Uh, places like Coach and mm-hmm. Louis Vuitton, these are high-end luxury brands. Right. They have an average increase of 8% just because... They're in demand and they can get that. They just raise the prices just because they can get it. So because the luxury brands are there's a yeah. there's a market for this hmm. that people are some pent up demand. So very uh, interesting. They were shrinking before the COVID thing. I know. They were actually That's going backwards. Weird. So, yeah. It's amazing how things change and well, why they change. Who figured? <laughs> who figured? Garden centers. We've just been here all along. It's the 59 years we're going into. Right. And we've seen a lot of changes, ups and downs, seen a lot mm-hmm. of things happen over the decades. You know, our, we're second generation owners, and then mm-hmm. our kids are coming in, so they're third generation. So three, that's very unusual. Yeah. So you see changes. We just don't see, I've never seen changes like this year. Right. So the, right. the good are becoming really good, and the bad are just going bankrupt. So you just, there's no in-between ground. There's no breathing room in the middle. That is true, but you know that's that's life. There's always something, right? It's a depression, recession, war. I don't know, yeah. earthquakes. I don't. Know. Yeah, let's <laughs> hope for like... none of those. <laughs> the plague is bad enough. <laughs> let's hope 2021 is more normal than. You know what? Uh, I saw a, a, a cartoon Snoopy typing on his typewriter on top yeah. of his doghouse. He goes, 2020, I just want you to know I'm taping this with my middle fingers. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. (laughs) How? (laughs) Only Snoopy could get away with that. 
Anyway, you know what makes everything better? More gardening? Gardening. You got it. You're reading my mind. We should talk some gardening. We so should. We, we keep should. keep the flow of the show going. Okay. So, yeah, we people still have questions. They do. They're yeah. still out there thinking gardening and all that. But our, our number one question we have right now is, I can't find a cut tree, so I'm thinking of doing yeah. a living tree. Okay. Uh, so, uh, like Val, she wants to know, how long can I keep it in the house? And how long do I have before I have to plant the living tree? Yeah, great, great question. And it's a good way to go. The, the cut tree market uh, ran out very early. Uh, and I think part of it is it's been a shrinking market for, for many years. And like mm-hmm. we decided this year, we're going to go all living trees, no cut trees. This is after 58 years of selling right. cut trees. Mm-hmm. We decided this year not. We're just going to go all living. It's been a great move. We're happy, and we like selling living things rather than a cut dead thing anyway, so it fit our mold. I heard Costco didn't sell them this year, so there's Seriously? a thousand trees. There's, oh, my gosh. You just get several key players, mm-hmm. and then there's a shortage generally on the market, so it's been harder and harder to get them. It's just this thing that's happened, so the market ran mm-hmm. out very early. Um, in fact, if you're if you're tuned in and you're a retailer and you've you've got some, shoot me an email. I'd love to. I'll let I'll let my Facebook folks, Instagram mm-hmm. people know that you still have some. But for mm-hmm. now, you're out. So so living trees are a good choice or a mm-hmm. chunk of plastic, you know, artificial, <laughs> uh, which is, you don't want. Trust um, me. So living trees, spruce and pine mm-hmm. and firs and cedars and cypress and junipers, they're all good evergreens. They look good. The great thing about those is. They're in a bucket, so they have their roots to them, mm-hmm. and so they stand much larger. So you might have That's a four-foot tree, but it's standing six-foot tall because yeah. you're on the roots. In the ground, it mm-hmm. will be shorter, but in your living room, it looks bigger than – it looks big. Uh, so you can keep them in the house for up to a week. So if you're, you're, you were a week out to Christmas, a few mm-hmm. days, you could easily bring in the house, decorate it, um, you know, dress it up, put the presents underneath it, put a nice skirt or something over that – Grower's pot, you yeah. won't see that. Mm-hmm. And then when you bring it outdoors again, the secret with living trees is you want to acclimate it, get it used to the cold again. So it's going from your indoor, you know, 60, 70 degree temperature where it's, it's a, the sap is flowing, it's active, right. it's growing, and then it's going back out to 20 degrees where it freezes. You want it to get used to that. And it takes about a week, mm-hmm. maybe not quite that long, but just think a week. You put it next to the south-facing wall of your house. It's pretty warm there. Your house is warm, and then the sun is warm. Yeah, uh, a, a patio, a, a deck that's covered, someplace that's protected for for a few days. It mm-hmm. gets used to it, and then you plant it right out in the yard, and it'll never know. I mean, it'll just be planted like you would at any other time of the year. You know, three times the width, same depth as the bucket, watered in really well, and then you're probably going to water that tree. F- a couple times a month now until it wakes up in spring. They'll wake mm-hmm. up typically into March, April is when the, the conifers, those evergreens, really mm-hmm. start to flush new growth. So just care for it until that happens. And you can have, you might even start a new family tradition. You'll find we have families that have been coming in for years. They plant, they use a living tree every mm-hmm. year in their landscapes. Right. They, they name them. They know how, when they were planted. <laughs> they remember them with kids. Some of them are memorials. They'll buy one for yeah. a new granddaughter or son or daughter or just uh, – uh, they're just living trees mm-hmm. to decorate in your yard. It's funny. Kinsey and I delivered um, – the other day, Kinsey and I went <laughs> at our daughter to deliver a 
25 gallon Austrian pine. Big boy. It's a big boy. Yeah. <laughs> so we get it there. We've got the dolly out. We're bringing it in. Well, it won't fit in the garage. <laughs> oh, really? It's too tall? <laughs> it's too tall. <laughs> Again, they're bigger than yeah, they appear because they, they have do. their roots. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was kind <laughs> of funny. We had to maneuver it, being a little weird, but we got it in there. and It'll be fine. It was yeah. just, yeah. But it was kind of so funny. So she had to put it in the garage for now, and then she's bringing uh, yeah, it in the house. Yeah, they're going to bring it the in the house when their their son's coming home from college. Awesome. Going to help him carry it in. Very cool. That way it's a little cooler out in the garage, so yeah. acclimating going in, and then they'll acclimate it back yeah, out. Yeah, good idea. So, yeah. yeah, great idea. So spruce spruce is the number one seller right now. Well, pines, mm-hmm. you yeah. have a lot of those. There's a lot of choices. A, a, a tree will call to you. Yeah. You go, oh, I like that. And so you decorate it, put all your ornaments, do all your stuff. Yeah. And then go plant it out in January and it will, you'll have success. Mm-hmm. All right. That's it for this segment. Ken and Lisa Lane and the Mountain Gardeners. Be right back. You're listening to Ken Lane, a.k.a. the Mountain Gardener. Ken can be found throughout the week in Prescott at Waters Garden Center. Listen each week as he answers timely garden questions unique to mountain gardens. The holidays are here in Arizona's Christmas City, bringing family closer and those chilly winter winds. While you're decorating the outside, don't forget to brighten up the inside with exotic Christmas plants from Waters. Beautiful Christmas cactus and poinsettia are coming to town, grown exclusively by Waters in colors you won't find anywhere else. Unique, vibrant, and guaranteed to warm even the dreariest winter day. Check your list twice for exotic Christmas plants at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. You've been listening to The Mountain Gardener with local expert Ken Lane. Join the conversation every week as he answers timely garden questions. Email Ken a question directly from your phone to his desktop through the web at watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Now welcome back your host, Ken Lane. So let me give you a commercial, no, not a commercial, a trend that we're seeing here at the garden centers, probably at all garden centers, but it seems like the small towns of northern Arizona, our kids, they don't stay here. They leave and they go for opportunities elsewhere. I mean, you can find a, I graduated from Prescott High School and you can find a Prescott High School kids, graduates all over the planet. I mean, I could probably go to the top of Mount Everest and meet a Prescott High School grad just because no one stayed here. You only stayed here if you had family that had a business or you, your family was a ranch family, you were subdividing you know, home plots or something. But there's just there's not as many opportunities. Back in the day, we used to all go to California. That's where you made your, that's where you made your mark. And then you came back home. Some kids came back home, but very few actually. Now it seems that Texas and Colorado, everyone goes to Texas to make their mark. That's just it's just changed, but the same dynamics. And I don't think that's a Prescottonian thing. I think that's Flagstaff. I know it's a White Mountains. I know it's Payson. I know it's probably Kingman. All the areas because there's not as much industry, not as many opportunities. Unless your family creates it for you, you're, you're just not gonna. It's just not gonna happen. So. We get people calling in from all over the world. It is super fun to talk to folks. Some of the families you actually recognize and know, they're calling in to get a gift card for mom and dad or someone that's moving here. I just had one 
Uh, they called in from Seattle for a friend that was going to move here. And so they, they didn't even know us. There wasn't even a relationship. They just went with Google reviews or, you know, we look good online. So they went, yeah, I'll buy one. Bought a $250 gift card for a friend that's moving here next month. And we wanted to ship it up to him right away so they could hand it to him as a Christmas gift. I mean, that is a super friend. That's a great neighbor. I want them living next door. I hope they move in next door to me because that sounds like a good good kind of neighbor you want to have. So that's something to watch. Gift cards. Here's your local nursery too, just kind of an aside. They're, they're experts in the local gardens. If you're buying from box stores, let me go on to my soapbox a little bit. So box stores, your marts, your 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 big big you know folks, <laughs> they're buying products for all their stores on the planet, and they're going to have insect control for like like Japanese beetles or ash borers or some of these the East Coast Midwest problems. We don't even have those bugs here in Arizona; they don't even exist. But they're you'll find products to solve those in your because it's a national thing. They call it the Great Garden Arc from, from D.C. to Boston to Chicago, all the way over to Seattle is the great. That's where most garden products are made for that area. And so they don't know what a, what an agave, what yuccas are, uh, agaves, uh, cacti's. They just don't know those products. And if they do, they're, the, they're the wrong varieties for this altitude. So your local garden centers specialize in that. They have foods that are for alkaline soils. Your, your boxes are going to have for acid type of gardens because that's what most of the garden arc, those other garden centers around the country, they're more acidic soils. We have alkaline soil here. We have bright sun, wind. You need plants that can adapt to that. So going back to where I started, buying a gift card from your local garden center here in Arizona, that's going to help your friends, family, garden better because the local garden centers, wherever your market is, knows the plants and the gardens in your neighborhood. Okay, no, enough about my soapbox or my thoughts. I, I truly believe in shopping small, supporting local. And I think because those folks, they just know better. Your local hardware store, your local whatever it is, it's, it's just better. Even I just re-roofed our house. There's a 20-year-old roof, needed to be re-roofed. I got a bit out of Phoenix, I got a bit up here, and, and the buddy that, that, that did the roofing, I think I paid $500 more. But I know the guy that's doing it, I know the team that's on there, and when I call, I know I've got, they're going to pick up the phone. I went with them. And, and I just think that's, you get some of that, it's worth a little bit more for, for so much more personality and, and localization for, for, for your services, whatever that is. Anyway, I go local. Um, accountants, local uh, office supplies, because it's I I can call. Marion's going to pick up the phone, and, and probably I got her cell phone and her and her office phone, and I know her secretary and her staff and the whole. I know them all, and they know me, and so I think that's what you get with with more local personized, and, and it keeps them in business, keeps them going, because a dollar means more to a family business to to a smaller company. Because they value that. They're really working for it because they, they are up against the big guys. Anyway, enough about that. I have Lisa Waters Lane, my better half, coming in to share her garden opinions, her garden thoughts. She's giving us some tidbits from her gardens. 
sharing that next segment. We'll be right back right after this. The Mountain Gardener, your source for timely garden advice right for higher elevations. Guaranteed to make a difference in your yard this season. Look, if your wife, mom, or dad wants an ugly sweater for Christmas, get them a sweater, not some piece of plastic. But if someone you truly care about loves their garden, a gift card to Waters makes perfect sense. Next spring, she can pick exactly what she was hoping. We all know it's not the same as a huge flower basket or fragrant rose, but hey, it's winter. Gardeners understand. Waters online gift cards are found at top10plants.com or at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. You're listening to The Mountain Gardener with local expert Ken Lane. Mountain gardening is very rewarding with a few of Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts sure to turn your thumbs even greener. Now welcome back to The Mountain Gardener. And we're back with Lisa Waters Lane in the studio. She comes and just shares her garden thoughts, another perspective. You know, if you get 10 gardeners in a room, you ask them a garden question, you're bound to get about 15 answers because there's just so many different <laughs> ways to garden. Yep. And that's why it's so creative. It's a mm-hmm. creative outlet. And, and all the senses, it's, it's taste, sight, sound, smell, feel. It's got everything. And that's why it's so, you go into a great garden, you, you're just, your senses are on overdrive. Mm-hmm. And that's what you feel when you walk into that. I think people feel that when they come into the garden center. Oh, sure. They just go... Wow, it feels mm-hmm. good because of all the living, breathing things around you. It just smells good. Hummingbirds are going by. So welcome to the studio, Lisa. Thank you. Good it's to good to have here. you back, by the way. I missed you. Thank you. Yeah. I missed you. The dogs missed you, too. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Kelly's still not talking to me. <laughs> yeah. So she went to go visit the grandkids for over a week mm-hmm. and finally back this week. So uh, I, I was um, cleaning one of your silver earrings. Yeah. And uh, you've got some, it was kind of tarnished, broke mm-hmm. out the tarnax. But that she, I'll clean that for her. And you've got some great earrings. You know what I, I miss know. with this whole COVID thing? Being able to wear earrings? I miss pretty women <laughs> with great hair and great earrings. It's just something about, you can't wear yeah. earrings with a mask. It just competes I with just, each other. Yeah, it was too much trying to get the mask on and off and the earrings. And I was afraid of losing earrings or ripping an ear off. So, yeah. yeah. yeah it's kind of sad. It is. Just, you know, the last Great Recession was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. We went from gold, you know, the 90s and early 2000s. You were <laughs> gold, gold, gold. Yeah. That was gold was a thing. Then it was like conspicuous consumption. You just Uh-oh. went you went all silver. Yeah. So you've got a lot of silver. That's when mm-hmm. Brighton, you know, Brighton like jewelry silver. came online. Yeah. It's great. But it's not gold. Well, true, but I and like then, it. And now we went to the next great thing happened, and there's no, we went from gold to silver to none. It's like that. It's kind of <laughs> sad. I just, I don't know. Uh, anyway. Yeah. This segment's about you, though, not about your earrings. <laughs> <laughs> I just make it about your, how does a show do that? We just I went to your ears. Know. You go off on crazy <laughs> tangents. But anyways, yeah, it's kind of... It's a little bit of a challenge to find some interesting things to talk about this time of year, but um, we did get our new pottery in. 2021 so starting! 2021 Yay. pottery, our first load yeah. of that. And in, in that, we got some really kind of nice things. I thought I'd 
cover a few of those things yeah, because you can always use pottery, right? You know, pot, you know what I love about decorative pottery, you know, mm-hmm. brightly colored, even a great mocha, just mm-hmm. these darker earth tones is even if the plant goes dormant, like we've got a beautiful oxblood red pot mm-hmm. and it has a peony in it. Well, yeah. peonies are, I just cut it back. Yeah. It's not even showing up. It's <laughs> underground in the pot. It's been there for years. But even with that, the pot looks mm-hmm. like a piece of art. It just oh, looks yeah. good out it's there. It's very pretty. Without even a plant in it, it just looks good. Yeah. Brings up brings color to the front of the house when yeah. everything else is gray. Yeah. So, but yeah, we so in that new pottery, we did get some really cute um I guess you'd call them tabletop fountains, depends yeah, on the size absolutely. of the table. Um but the thing that I like about them, which is really cool, which I hadn't thought of, but several customers were like, oh, I'm going to use that as a bird bath because of the way it has more like a bowl with like a, a pot that sits inside yeah. it. So, and it's a, it's just a really nice soft sound. It's not overly loud, but it's great for birds because the top of it is fairly shallow, yeah. you know. Um, so your birds would love to come in there and, and use that as a bird bath. So a bird bath, I mean, as long as it doesn't freeze, that right. pump doesn't want to be in ice. So right, it won't oh, run, definitely. But, but if you keep it open, Mm-hmm. Yeah, birds would love that. We've got one. It's a. It's way bigger. This is maybe two foot by two foot. Yeah. It's a great gift size mm-hmm. or, or easy to manage. Size, yeah. Easy to manage. Uh, but it's got a bubbly top like that. Mm-hmm. Ours is like four feet. Weighs five hundred pounds. Oh, Some crazy thing. It's a piece of polished granite. But it, it runs even now. Mm-hmm. We've got it running. And uh, the birds will come in, and they love to that little bubbly water. Man, they yeah. just frolic. They literally frolic. Oh, they love it. Yeah. I've seen uh, a flock, literally a flock of robins. A flock of robins. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fascinating thing to watch. And they'll line up, and they just take turns taking baths in this thing. It's, there's a little wall behind it. They're yeah. lined up on the wall. They just kind of float in. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. And the hummingbirds love yes. it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So that would be it'd be a really nice gift idea, too, for the person Lots who likes that type of thing. Yeah. Um, we also got in some terrific uh, African violet pots. So African violet pots have, they're like a double pot. So you put water in the bigger one, and then you set your other one inside of it. And it kind of just, what's that word? It's not osmosis. What is it? Osmosis. Is it osmosis? <laughs> <laughs> the water moves through the terracotta to yeah. water the roots. So yeah. African violets like their roots watered, not necessarily their tops. So, and you could use it for other plants yeah, than just absolutely. African violets. But just some really pretty ones, nice colors, teals and blues. Yeah. Um, so great for the African violet enthusiast. <laughs> I tell you, I think it's really good. <laughs> I've been talking to two-year-olds for too long. You know, the produ- producer of the show won't like you talk like that. <laughs> I go, no drinking on air. <laughs> and the producer of the show is you, us. <laughs> oh. uh, we also got some really pretty orchid pots. Um, so orchid pots have, everybody goes, but there's holes at them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> won't the dirt fall out? I said, well, you know, most of your orchids, you're using bark. You're using orchid bark. But the orchids like air to their roots. So you need that openness for them to to do well. So we got some really nice shapes and sizes and colors of those as well. Those are actually difficult to find. Mm -hmm. And so we we specialize that. Of course, we're specializing in plants. So, of course, we have the the soils and the pots to make them grow better, too. Mm -hmm. And so African violet pots... That any kind of plant would 
grow well in that. It'd be pretty to grow in that. They would prefer, even succulents would prefer mm -hmm. to be watered by their roots rather than on top. Mm -hmm. uh, but they're made specifically. African violets, if you get water in their foliage, they'll spot. They'll get they get damaged. They just they don't want water on their foliage. So they're made for them, mm -hmm. but anything could grow in that. Oh, sure. Orchids aren't the same way. So orchids need the air. They want to they want to reach the humidity in the air mm -hmm. through their roots. They're growing naturally up in the tree trunks, up in the canopy of the forest. And so you need to create an environment like that. And that's why that container is like that. And they have special soils just for mm -hmm. orchids. You want to be really careful with that because it has to breathe, really be porous. Right. So they either use bark or a really, really porous potting soil for orchids. And it'll mm -hmm. say orchid mix, oh, yeah. orchid soil right. specifically. Same with the foods. Mm -hmm. That was very true. And then we got a bunch of pottery in that you could use inside or outside. All different sizes, a lot of different colors. Um, textures, I really like the textures they're using this year. Yeah. Uh, just really cool kind of different textures. We were calling them like tiger mark pots or, you know, yeah. it's just, you, you try to come up with these names to describe <laughs> these pots, but just really unusual colors, uh, kind of mixtures of colors on some pots, very attractive. Uh, and then we got, a, you know, most people go, eh, white, but we got some really neat white pots. And I know most people go, no, for it's indoor, white. why not? Yeah. It's, it's or even beautiful, outdoor. Yeah, on a patio or something, it'd yeah. be great. But I love, um, so we redid our indoor, our living room this year, and it's kind of blues and whites, so yeah. I was looking for some really nice bright white pots, and we got some really pretty ones in that just look absolutely gorgeous in the house, and they have that kind of... One, some are more matte color, but some have that real shiny, just bright yeah. white. It's very, very attractive. So what you're saying is we, we got some pots in because you wanted some in your house. <laughs> no. <laughs> so that's what I heard. No, that's <laughs> not true. Pantone's just... Color of the Year 2021 just came out this week. What was it? It's Illumination. Okay. As a man, I would call it yellow. Yellow? Yellow. Bright, like canary yellow. Really, really? bright, like sunshine yellow. Hmm. So get any of that. I don't know how I feel about that. I, I, I wasn't <laughs> sure either. Flowers, we got flowers that color. That's but, true. Uh, that'll but pots, be bright. Yeah. You know, blue I, and golds. There were a few yellow pots out there, I will say, okay. but not probably color I'd pick. Well, it's, but, you, know, you know, maybe not outside. That Pantone would be is the one that sets the trends <laughs> for, you know, container colors. True. But, you know, three years from now, that'll be a big <laughs> thing in containers. True. Great ideas. Containers. And, yeah. uh, and and tabletop fountains right. used for birds or gifts mm -hmm. in your yard. Thank you, Lisa. Ken and Lisa Lane and the Mountain Gardeners will be right back. Look for more tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts through Ken's website. Podcast the show, read his weekly garden column, or follow him on Facebook and Instagram at watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Okay. Maybe, after the same white elephant exchange, it's time to start a new holiday tradition. A living Christmas tree from Waters Garden Center can be decorated and enjoyed for a lifetime, not just a season. When the holiday festivities end, gather family and friends and plant your tree together for years of enjoyment. Or Waters will plant it for you, guaranteed. As your family tree grows, have a tree grow with your family from Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Welcome to the Mountain Gardener with Ken Lane. 
Gardening in the mountains is different. Listen to Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts guaranteed to make your gardens more beautiful than ever this year. Now for better advice that works locally, welcome your host, Ken Lane. So I started the show out with uh, some winter garden tips, some things you have to really watch for. Gardening is is slower right now. There's not as much to do or watch. Things are kind of in stasis, but there is some things to watch for in your garden. So I mentioned houseplants and lawns, which not all of you have houseplants, not, not all have lawns, but some do. Let's go directly into the garden. So what should you be doing in your flower and vegetable gardens? Uh, raised beds, that kind of stuff. So my container gardens, so I have a lot of container, a lot of pots, trees and pots, shrubs, lots of flowers and pots, perennials. Uh, I've got over 50 containers, gardens around the house. So all, all the patios. And so there, I like to raise up my pots during the winter and I use pot feet. Just they make little tiny plastic, very inexpensive. I use three under each pot. And it raises them up off the ground because in the winter, you tend to have waterlogged containers. So you got to be careful of that. If you're going to damage plants in the winter, especially containers and raised beds, it'll be from over watering, caring for things too much. The ground needs to stay moist, but it doesn't dry out like it did when it's 100 degrees out in June and July. So watch that one. And I find the drainage really helps me. Uh, keep the, the roots of those plants healthy. Watch that one. Um, also, I'm adding a lot of organic matter to my raised beds, my gardens, any kind of garden space. I like to turn it in the next, by the end of January. So now I'm starting to do a little bit of care. I'm trying to add manures, add compost, add premium mulch, those kinds of things, composted material. And I'm turning that to one shovel's depth. And what I want to do, I want to turn that soil so it exposes any insects that laid their eggs or maybe even just harboring underneath all that leaf mold. Uh, the old plants, don't leave those in the ground. Pull them out. That old tomato, don't leave it there. It's dead. It's not coming back. Rip it out. So you expose the soil to cold. We need that garden soil to, to freeze so it kills off insects, bugs, diseases. And while I'm doing that, I'm trying to turn it so I can bring up some of the things, the weed seeds and that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm exposing those so that they can be damaged or killed off because of the winter. Watch for that. Um, if you've got trees or shrubs that are, maybe you planted them three, four years ago and now they're in the wrong place. They're not growing the way you want. This is the time, now through January, is the time to move plants. It's your safest time to do that. There's a technique to it. Come in, I've got a handout. For now, I don't want to go over that. There's a whole show by itself. But just put on your radar, now that spruce tree's been on, it's been in the way. It's, God, we're having to do something with it. Get as much of the root ball as you can. But now while it's cold, this is your next six, seven weeks. This is the time to move things. So it's an opportunity to really take advantage of. Out in the vegetable garden, uh, certain plants like Brussels sprouts, they like this cold, but they can get real tall and sometimes leggy, the, the, the short days kind of get them leaning. It's a good time to stake your taller vegetables. Uh, and Brussels sprouts are ones that they really get, I mean, they can get big. 
They're beautiful. They're tasty. My mouth's watering just thinking about it. Oh my gosh, fresh, fresh broccoli, cauliflower. But watch those Brussels sprouts. Um, stake them up if you need to. Any kind of debris left over from the summer gardens, make sure you open that soil up again. I can't, I can't emphasize that enough. And then add your add your your, your mulch and stuff. Things like parsnips, um, turnips, carrots, celery, Brussels sprouts, beets, they can all be left in the ground and harvested as you like to, as you need them. So we're so mild here that you can actually leave them in the ground. The, the soil might freeze a little bit, and that's okay for those. Their roots are deep enough, they won't be damaged. Uh, but you can leave them in the ground and harvest as you need to. Even potatoes I've left in the ground too long. You can still go in and dig them up and, and use them as you need to. The ground doesn't freeze like it does other places. Make sure if you harvested some fruits last fall, though, if you harvested apples and pears, persimmons, all those grow up here in, in the mountains of Arizona, and you harvested those and you're storing them, let's say, in a, in a, in a cardboard box with some tissue or, or, or newspaper between them, you should probably check those about now. It's been a couple months. Make sure they're not rotting because once one of those fruits starts to go bad, it infects the entire box. Just go and take a quick check. Make sure you'd, you didn't have some old, uh, uh, some sort of bug in there that caused something to start rot faster and then all of a sudden it spreads through. It's just kind of just school of hard knocks there. Just kind of make sure. You can also, you can start pruning all those fruit trees now. Now through February, middle of March, you can start now as you choose. There's no time. Don't feel rushed, but you can start. I'm giving you permission. It's, it's a good time to prune your apples and pears and cherries and peaches and apricots. Even my grapes. I just pruned grape, uh, my grapes last weekend. Um, they'd gone dormant. It's fine. I really give them a check. Really pruned them back. It's a good time. Raspberries, blackberries, uh, currants and rat gooseberries. They all grow up here. And now through February really is your time to your ideal time to prune those things back and get them shaped, ready for next spring's growth and harvest. It's also time if you you artist, you know who you are. The topiary folks, the espaliered folks, now is the time to, you can start to train the next layer of your espaliered apples, uh, red tip photinias. I've seen the privets that way. There's a lot of things that you can be, you can train to grow the way you want. Uh, weeping atlas cedars. Now's the time to get that extra bend or take it around the corner of the patio. Uh, this is the time that you do that, this, this midwinter season. Something else to watch, too. I'm really sensitive to my birds right now. Birds are, it has been dry, and they're really dependent on you for, for water and some of your foods. That was last week's garden column. You can look for that. It's on the website, waterscardencenter.com, blog. It'll be the first post. But if you want to know how to take care of birds, I'm a birder. I love half of my gardens are created for the birds. I just love hummingbirds and flycatchers and sparrows. And we have lots of nesting pairs. Uh, I was out pruning my grapes and a kestrel. This is a bird of prey, a magnificent, beautiful, fast bird comes swooping by my head. I don't think he saw me. Landed on a tree right next to me, 
stood there for a moment. I'm going, whoa, this is so cool. Then Solomon got spooked and took off in a, in a hurry. That's what you can experience in Arizona uh, with, with by strategically placing a few trees, some cover, some food for him, putting the right perennials for seed, getting the right shrubs for the berries, a few fruit trees or, or, or berry vines for him to feed off of, and you will have birds galore. We're on the migratory pattern. So Arizona, especially this, the Verde River is kind of a corridor that draws birds from north to south, south to north. So you'll see lots of different kinds of birds here. And a bird feeder isn't going to do it. You need more than that. You need to have actual uh, certain plants they're comfortable with and, and water. Water seems to be the secret. If you put some water, it doesn't have to be much. Now, I've got full-on waterfalls and ponds. and In the back, I've got front yard. I've got fountains that you kind of bring them in. I notice my little birds, they like the fountain. The bigger birds, the, the, the quail. And the doves, the, the, those guys like the pond area. And then I noticed the owls. We had a great horned owl on the deck overlooking uh, a couple mornings ago. I'm sure he's after the mice and the rats and things that are going to the water too. So it brings in all kinds of things. It's exciting uh, to see the different kinds of birds. But they need your help with certain kinds of plants. And we can show you how to plant that. But mainly right now, keep the bird feeders I mean, the bird uh, baths open. Don't let them freeze over. Keep some water. Put some boiling water on there. It doesn't take much. And you'll draw more of your feathered friends into your yard. I mean, it, even now, midwinter, you'll see tremendous activity. It'll be more of the cold-loving types of, of birds. The summer guys, they've all gone south now. But there's lots of activity out there. You just care for them even a little bit. Well, we got more tips tricks and garden hacks for you right after this as we wrap things up. You're listening to local garden expert Ken Lane, the owner of Waters Garden Center. He can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center, located in Prescott, 1815 Iron Springs Road. Thanks for tuning in to The Mountain Gardener. The holidays are here in Arizona's Christmas City, bringing family closer and those chilly winter winds. While you're decorating the outside, don't forget to brighten up the inside with exotic Christmas plants from Waters. Beautiful Christmas cactus and poinsettia are coming to town, grown exclusively by Waters in colors you won't find anywhere else. Unique, vibrant, and guaranteed to warm even the dreariest winter day. Check your list twice for exotic Christmas plants at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. You've tuned in to The Mountain Gardener with local garden expert Ken Lane. Join him each week as he answers timely garden questions that are sure to make a difference in your gardens. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane. Well, I wish you and your family the most festive, happiest, merriest of seasons. Uh, My Jewish friends, you've just come off of Hanukkah. I hope it was a blessed one. My Christian friends, you're going to love Christmas this year. Just families coming in. And it's just a happy holidays for everyone, isn't it? So it just feels good. We've got uh, kids coming in, grandkids, which will be fun. We'll have, it's a small Christmas. But we've got, anytime our kids just left, and now they, they're coming home from Texas and just from all over, we get to see them. It's just a joyous time. Uh, COVID's been kind to us. 
nothing out there. Even though I've got frontline workers, my son's a, a physician's assistant. Uh, his wife is a nurse practitioner. They are front line. I mean, it is, it's a war zone. It's worse. You folks that know nurses and doctors and those folks and all the technicians, you, you know how bad it is. I mean, you, you've seen it, but if you don't, it's worse than the press tells you. They are worn out. I don't, you, you all are like superheroes, rock stars in my world. So well done. Keep, you, you deserve the merriest of Christmas, but we're going to enjoy them just giving grandkids, get, sitting in a lap and reading a book. I spy books. Those are great for, you know, those younger kids. It's just going to be a good time. Um, some last bits of, of garden tips for you. Uh, don't wait on certain things. Seed comes to mind. Last year, the season ran out. There were no seed. Uh, just literally the seed banks, they ran out. You couldn't find beans. You couldn't find peas. They weren't there, even though we were trying. So the 2021 seed just arrived. And so so don't wait till you want to plant. Order, get them, shop your garden centers, stop by. When you see them, grab them. The seed will be fine. They'll wait till you plant them and March or April or May, whenever you're planting those, but grab those tomatoes, grab those zinnias, grab those 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 seed as you find them. Same with bulbs, um, certain certain crops, uh, rhubarbs. When you see them, don't wait. This year, it looks like this whole COVID vaccine thing's gonna play out. We really don't have herd immunity, from what I'm seeing, until summer to fall of next year. And so we're going to see this same food insecurity, backyard nesting, travels, especially internationals, not going to be out there. People are still going to be using those RVs, driving more, keeping small. That's going to be a thing. So what we saw this year, I think is going to be the same as next year. At least that's how we're putting the labor budgets, the inventory budgets, all the, the marketing message all of that's going together right now for 2021. And I, I predict it's going to be the same as we saw last year. Hopefully not the COVID piece. I hope that gets better and better and better. But gardening, home home repairs, nesting in the backyard, backyard furnitures and containers and vegetable garden, flower beds and more privacy screens and fresh air. I think that's going to play out the same as it did spring 2020. And what we saw were shortages. Even though the, the industry is trying to gear up, uh, like I just heard the cuttings on the seed starts down in Bolivia. I mean, these things are grown in huge greenhouses elsewhere and shipped up here and then transferred and grown on. COVID got in the greenhouses and there's shortages. There's not enough. And so I think you'll see that with lilacs. I think you'll see that with, I think I got roses figured out. I think I got enough fruit trees. I think I'm trying to react and get things going, but don't wait. Main thing right now, the seed showed up. <laughs> Grab them while you can, because they may or may not be here next year. Anyway, I, I wish you the most prosperous of New Year and a blessed, happy, merry Christmas and all the festivities that follow to you and your family from Ken and Lisa Lane, the Mountain Gardeners, here at Waters Garden Center. Look, if your wife, mom, or dad wants an ugly sweater for Christmas, get them a sweater, not some piece of plastic. 
But if someone you truly care about loves their garden, a gift card to Waters makes perfect sense. Next spring, she can pick exactly what she was hoping. We all know it's not the same as a huge flower basket or fragrant rose, but hey, it's winter. Gardeners understand. Waters online gift cards are found at top10plants.com or at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. If you want a more fruitful garden, increase success in your landscape that just feels better, then tune in every week to The Mountain Gardener. Years of tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts are guaranteed to make your gardens nicer than ever. Listen to this podcast or read Ken's weekly garden column by visiting watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Thanks for tuning in.